Look, Love, and Paradigm, where I'm your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD Dubuque, and this week, got a very interesting topic to talk about. Well, pretty sure you guys are probably wondering why the title of this video is titled the way that it is, and it's because that's what I'm going to be talking about. So, the question, is the gloving community in trouble? My answer is pretty much no, no it's not. So, thank you guys so much for watching. I certainly hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say in this video. I know this one took me such a long time to do and, oh, oh, you actually want me to go into explaining my answer. Well, okay, first thing we need to do is actually talk about why people are saying that the gloving community is in trouble or feel like it is in trouble. So, what is it that people are talking about or what are people pointing to when it comes to people saying that the gloving community is in trouble? Well, there are conversations that are happening as of recently that tend to spawn from old mentalities that keep resurfacing for some reason and seriously I thought we were at a point in the community where we just don't believe in this kind of thought process anymore but here we are. Why are we still here? Just to suffer. The other thing I'll certainly say that this is stuff that's come from my observation as well as what I've talked about with other Glovers around the world. You know, whether it be in Australia or Europe or the US, a lot of it in the US. But that's... <laughs> Everybody has differing opinions and have different points of view when it comes to their observations. Okay, so that's something I will certainly say. Take with a grain of salt when it comes to that part. But these are things that are generating a level of concern, at least for me, as well as some other people, that I feel like I need to address this. So yes, welcome back to yet another Gloving Fireside Lessons, where I don't try to preach or lecture people, I just bring my observations and my thoughts together, kind of off the cuff, so you guys can actually see some level of authenticity, even though most of the time I'm being as authentic as possible, to subject matters. So. Let's just get right into it. Yes, if you guys have been on GEO for the past, I don't know, 30 days, you might have seen some uh, drama happen online. Because that's a thing that does happen, especially in Glover's Lounge, you know? This wonderful place that we call Glover's Lounge that we keep going to. That hell space. Anyways, yeah, so... There's this thing on the internet that people should know about called shitposting and shitpost drama, whatever you want to refer to it as. I don't really care, but this is something that does come up. Now, there are points of, as we should probably call it, valid criticisms when it comes to members of the community who make these posts and they actually have conversations about it, which is good because we wanting to have more conversations like this to happen is a good thing in my book as much as some people might say it's not not the case but with some of this drama that does come up some old mentalities and thought processes which to me are kind of like loving myths at this point keep coming back up it's kind of like how for some reason a certain point in history from 1939 to 1945 is still considered a hoax to most people. <sighs> Sasha Baron Cohen definitely made a good point that social media is literally the propaganda engine that brings these old thought processes back. 
So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that this actually infects the Gloven community in some degree because, you know, it's more of a societal thing that happens. As much as we try to fix that problem, it keeps coming back for some reason. I don't know. It's like this idea of educating people is so terrifying. But there are a few things that do come up when it comes to like my observations, what other people have told me and what they experienced, which is something I do take with a grain of salt. I, some of them have bigger grains of salt than others, but still with a grain of salt nonetheless. So let's talk about the symptoms that people are pointing out as the reason why the gloving community is in trouble. The first one, the lol. And no, I'm not referring to as LOL, I'm actually talking about LULL, which is a term where things are becoming stagnated. Now, what do we mean by the lull when it comes to the gloving community? Well, that's very simple. We're not getting a whole lot of new blood into the hobby. That tends to happen to some hobbies. I mean, a good example that I've seen people talk about, not within the gloving community, but outside of the gloving community that I kind of like to use because it does kind of tie into this, is like, look at Dungeons & Dragons. N no, I don't play Dungeons & Dragons. I, I play Pathfinder 2nd Edition like three times, and each time it was on the phone with my younger brother who refused to use the video chat so I can see the board to see what was going on in each scene. And they literally had to explain it to me every single time. And then, of course, they would sit there and tell me, Oh, well, you should just come out here and play D&D with that and stuff. It's, you want me to fly to Alaska to just play a game of Dungeons & Dragons? Are you paying for that? Anyways, I kind of got sidetracked. But yeah, a good point when it comes to like Dungeons & Dragons is they talk about from 3.5 to 5, you know, 5e or 5th edition. 4th edition was a low point in D&D's popularity, as it's been told to me by D&D players. There was just not a lot of new people coming into that hobby and playing the game. You know, older players hated 4th edition, newer players didn't really like 4th edition either because it was too complicated and made it hard for them to get into the hobby. So when 5th edition came around, there was a huge explosion within the community, right? Again, as it was told to me can't necessarily have any information or evidence to suggest that but that is a thing i don't know maybe you guys go look up wizards of the coast's stock stuff they they, they produce that quarterly so go go have fun with that all right then i will so yeah there is this kind of lulling effect happening within the community though that depends on where you're looking in my opinion we'll get back to that Another point or another symptom that people are talking about is, well, at least this is from my observation, but this, I feel like a lot of people kind of tiptoe around this a little bit. And I don't know why they feel like the fear of not acknowledging this, but this is a thing. And that's the company's suffrage. Now, I'm not going to sit here and point to just one company and say that this needs to be saved. It's more like there's one company out there who's doing just fine even during the recent times that we've been all dealing with for the past two years now. But other companies within the community have suffered a lot. And I mean, it's insane to sit here and realize that people don't understand the scale of the impact that 2020 to 2022 now has had on these companies, especially the much smaller ones. Especially the ones that are pretty much people who are doing this stuff in their garage. Yeah, so there's this massive issue that I feel like a lot of people 
are not coming to the realization of. And that's since a lot of these companies have been hit really hard with 2020, <laughs> that there's actually a real threat of losing these companies altogether. I mean, that's why we don't have Liquid Emotions, Orbit Light Shows, OMG Lights, Candy Lights, and any of those companies. Now, I know some people always say, well, what about Candy Creations? Well, they're technically still there, but it's complicated. But yeah, that's one other symptom that we've seen is that there's a shrinking of numbers of companies within the community who are producing products. Now, Glow LED is kind of a special case because yes, they're making new products, but they're not making like new micro lights or anything like that. They're actually just making third party accessories, which is not something I'm dismissing. That was actually something that needed to be addressed and be fostered, you know, nurtured, whatever the word you want to use here. But yes, there was a void there that needed to be filled and Kurt over at Glow LED is filling that void. And I would never want to take that away from him because thank God somebody else had the idea of, hey, I don't need to make new lights to support the glowing community. I can give them other things that they would buy into and that would actually support the glowing community at large, which casings, surprisingly enough, people don't sit there and think that casings are that important, which they are just as important as your chips themselves. Remember that. Now, another th symptom that a lot of people are going to point to is this fading public perception and increasing negative connotation from the public eye. Now, this is where some of those old mentalities start coming back. You know, one of those ones being the whole stigma, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out this episode right over here. It's there for a reason. But that's not the only thing I'm talking about when it comes to old thought processes and mentalities coming back. We'll get to that. Well, we're waiting. But yeah, I honestly think there is this fading public awareness of this hobby, which therefore feeds into the other symptoms that we've been seeing. You know, since there's no new eyes on the hobby, we're not getting new people into the hobby. Therefore, the companies that would be supported by the community it's not happening because people worry about their products and got from them why do they need to buy anything more you see the things that are starting to arise so how can i still sit here and say that there's the glowing community is not in trouble don't worry about that we'll get to there but yes here are my two major concerns that come from that one is the general generational disconnect between the older generation of glovers and the newer generation of glovers the second one is pretty much the ecosystem that the glowing community can, that has been cultivated basically. And how that's probably what people are worried about and are considering making the glowing community in trouble. And I can definitely see where people are coming from on that. Trust me. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my possible remedies to help with certain symptoms that we have. And when it comes to my major concern of the generational disconnection that's happening, it kind of ties into the whole lull effect, the whole there's no new blood coming into the hobby. Well, one thing I'll certainly say is that if you're only using one platform, aka Facebook, yeah, it appears that the gloving community is in trouble because there's not a whole lot of new people coming in. It's still the same major people who are posting all the time, myself included, and they tend to stay within that platform. They don't really branch out. Yeah, sure, they probably use their Instagram, but that's 
neither here nor there. And, you know, and there's other platforms out there too. But here's the thing. That's probably why people are having this misconception that the gloving community is in trouble. Because as much as I hate to admit it, they're probably not following the trends that are happening out there. And what do I mean by the trends? I mean, which platform is the hottest right now? Of course, in this particular case, it is TikTok. Now, I have talked to other people in the community. Yes, TikTok is a not a thriving place, but there is a community there. There is one being cultivated. Is it being fostered properly? It depends on who you talk to. But from what I can kind of tell is that there is this not sense of lawlessness, but kind of a sense of no direction. You know, they're kind of just ambling along through whatever they're doing and not really having that sense of direction like the community has had in the past where we really hone down on our fundamentals. We really figure out what the foundations of gloving were. We figure out what concepts go into what categories and we really solidify the concepts into their own archetypes. That's just what we did, especially back in 2012 to 2015 era. We really solidified these ideas. So what happened is that these ideas stayed on a closed platform basically on a closed network platform, which is Facebook. And of course, being in a private group also doesn't help for public information. That's just something I want to point out. So I'm sure a lot of you are probably asking me, well, what do we do? How do we fix this? Well, one thing is really, really simple in my opinion. All the information that we have on Facebook in terms of like tutorials, content, all that stuff needs to come off of there and become public information where it's publicly accessible. It's that simple. If you're somebody like me who has a YouTube channel, just dump that stuff on YouTube, okay? And then post it everywhere to let people know, hey, this is publicly available. I can't tell you the number of times I've had somebody ask me for like certain tutorials and every tutorial I give them is on YouTube. Yes, You Got Moves is also a really great place and great resources that you can point them to, which I have as well. But most of the time, it's usually just using their tutorial library as well as the WWG library, but we're not gonna get into that. So that's one major thing I feel like would remedy a lot of this lulling effect and hopefully start closing this gap between the older generation and newer generation. Here's the thing I also want to point out though. There's this mentality that comes from the old head generation, my generation. And I'm not the type of person who says this anymore because I, I've come to the realization how foolhardy this mentality is. So there's this term in the hip hop street dance community world, I guess. It's actually probably in the greater dance world in general, but there's a term called biting. Now what biting means is basically you literally are carbon copying somebody's move and calling it your own and that you were the one that created it. That's what biting means. Okay. Now, some people are probably going to be like, no, biting is when you actually copy a move while you're in a dance battle, which yes, that is certainly true. But the negative connotation when it comes to the term biting is carbon copy stealing somebody's move and then claiming it as your own. That's the, that's the big no-no. That's a big taboo, you know? And I get that because a lot of us come up with our own signature moves. Everybody should know what mine is. Mine is this very simple rotational thing with my two hands that come around and literally mirror itself and just does this full completion thing, right? That's that's my signature move. You wanna use it? Go ahead. I just call it my signature move because it's something that I like to throw in my shows every single time when the song lets me do it. Or I can remember to do it. <laughs> Depends on how I feel. But there's this 
old mentality that you'll see, especially with a lot of older tutorials, depending on which ones you're watching, that you'll hear the person show you something and then go, don't copy my move, make your own move, and then go from there. Well, this whole idea of don't copy my moves is just stupid. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, what's the best way to put this? Okay, do you guys remember the South Park episode where Butters was trying to come up with his own original idea and his cohort kept saying, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it? Yeah, that, that's the same thing here. We copy each other all the time. We, not only do we copy, but we expand and change it to a point that is no longer a copy anymore. It's actually something that we amalgamated into our own, you know? It's something that we learn how to do something and then we integrate it into our own personal style. So why does this comment or this mentality keep coming back up? I don't know. I don't want to sit here and immediately point the finger towards your guys' ego is just getting in the way because your ego is not your amigo. That was actually a pretty funny meme. Anyways, but yeah, that is, that is the thing is that this mentality keeps coming back and I don't understand why. It doesn't make any sense. Me personally, if anyone took my signature move and changed it up just a little bit to make it their own, I would be flattered. Why? because they learned something from me. They saw something from my show that they really, really liked that they also wanted in their show and they figured out how to put it into their show. Not, hey, they learned every single little thing from me and carbon copied my show altogether. You know what I mean? I mean, authors and directors, well, not directors, but writers of any kind, one of their favorite things to do is talk about their influences. It's one of the things that allow people to connect to those creators because if you liked any of the things that influenced them, you're going to connect with them. You know what I mean? If you look at Children of Blood and Bone. I have Shadow Shaver by Daniel Jose Older, and to the right of it, there's An Ember in the Ashes by Sabata here, and above it is Avatar The Last Airbender. Children of Blood and Bone is the baby of all three. The author talks about the influences that made that story the thing. You know, and you'll see a lot of these common commonalities that really come around, I sh yeah, commonalities. But they're also known within the literary world as tropes. They do come back up recursively. That's just what it is. So can we just let this mentality just die already? I don't know why this keeps coming back. It's just, it's so weird. It's like a, I feel like we're in the, the days of magic tricks when a magician never reveals their secret. And you know, I mean, do you guys have copyright on these moves? Can you literally show us that you were the one that created it and show us that you have copyright on it? Like, come on. Now, when it comes to the other symptoms slash my concern, which basically is not that hard to understand, when it comes to the gloving ecosystem, okay, there's quite a few things that we need to kind of address. One is yeah, the gloving community is not a self-sustaining thing, per se. Okay, so when I talk about the gloving ecosystem, it's not just like the gloving economy, even though that's a major part of it. But we're talking about things outside of just 
buying products, you know. Don't ask questions. Just consume product and then get excited for next products. No, that's not, that is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is that there is an ecosystem within communities that tend to exist. So if you look at like Magic the Gathering, not only do you have the main company of Wizards of the Coast who are producing the cards that people are buying, but there are other companies out there like Ultra Pro, Dragon Shield, things like that where they make sleeves. They even have places that you can buy custom playmats. You know, there's a playmat right here that I use that's a Magic the Gathering playmat made by Ultra Pro. You know, there are companies with, you know, within the community that are providing services outside of just making product type deal. Or if they make product, it's not just for the main thing. It's literally a third party thing, if that makes any sense. Similar to how Amazing Lights make micro lights as Glow LEDs make casings for said micro lights. There are, Glow LED is that third party making products for the first party. Primary party? Economics is weird. So the other thing I want to point out when it comes to the ecosystem is that there are services being provided out there outside of I make you product. <laughs> you know, a good example, video editing services. I know I'm not the only one, but yes, I did put out a video saying that I would do video editing for people especially in the gloving community. If you need a light show video to be edited with music overlay and all the bells and whistles and clean it all up and make it nice and pretty, I have a small fee of $5 to do that for you. That's all it is. All you do is pay me $5, give me your video with the song ID, and I take it from there. And I send it back to you within 24 hours if I wasn't having to work another job to do that. Yeah. Working the other job really put a hamper on that service, but you know, neither here nor there. But yes, that is what I talk about when it comes to the gloving ecosystem is supporting ourselves and as a community to cultivate this little system that allows the community to thrive on its own. You know, that's why you don't hear this often, but there's something that should be said a lot more. Invest in other glovers who are offering services and not... The only things I would buy from people is products because it there's a strong mentality that I feel is not being said but is definitely being felt. Is that if you're not providing a gloving product, no one wants it. It's not necessarily the case. Okay. And when it comes to other services, it's the simple fact that not everybody is gonna be a video editor. Not everybody's gonna know the post-production work and nobody really you know, not everybody's gonna have the time to sit there and do that. You know, it's, again, it comes back to that whole old mentality. I had to learn this all on my own, and so should you. You should not be able to pay anyone to learn, which is another service that people really, I don't want to say take for granted, but I hear a lot of people definitely discredit because for some reason, the only true way to learn gloving is learning it on your own when that, again, another old mentality that just needs to die off. So what is it that I'm pretty much trying to say here? But yes, the gloving community is showing signs of trouble, but these are signs of trouble that can be easily remedied with the community getting off their butts and actually doing what they need to do to take care of the community. So what are ways to help with that? Well, one, invest in the community. 
promote the community in any way that you can. So here's a great idea. For somebody like me who's offering video editing services, if you've gotten services from me and been very satisfied with what I gave you, let people know. Tell people, hey, if you need help with video editing, let this guy know, he'll take care of it for you. If you're somebody who's brand new and who wants to learn, invest in a tutor. You know, you got moves is a perfect place to find tutors. Not only that, I've seen other people do tutoring sessions outside of just these group of people that you can learn from. I've even done tutoring sessions where somebody's paid me for an hour of my time to teach them whatever they wanted to work on and me helping them understand what they need to do to work on it. Okay, and also help them through it within that one hour. So invest in the community in that sense, not just the only thing you can buy within the community or purchase within the community that's the only good right thing to do is products. When there are services out there for a reason because we're trying to help. So if you're somebody who's been in the community for a while and you're meeting new people who are just fresh to the hobby, let them know about these resources. Let this old mentality of you cannot make any monetization on gloving whatsoever because you will kill the art. We need to let that thought process die, okay? Because I understand where that thought process comes from when you look at like movies or television shows, you know, and corporate executives get involved and start making changes because they want to make those changes because reasons. You know, most recently is mostly that woke scold crap that they keep putting out because they think that's what everybody's asking for when no one's asking for that. Anyways, or if anyone's asking for that, that's not what they're asking for and you're not listening properly. But again, that's just semantics and we don't need to get into that. Other thing that will help with the community remedy the signs of trouble is working on different platforms, expanding on different platforms. Now, this is another old mentality that tends to happen with the community. And I get it because I'm an old head and I'm still like this to this day. I, I, I know I'm at fault for this too. So don't say here to think that, oh, I'm mother superior over here who has been never touched by any of this stuff or had committed any sins of that nature when it's just a damnable lie and I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, I've had this mentality before. Don't get me wrong. I was there, okay? But adapting to new platforms is essential for the growth of the community, okay? So yes, the two newest platforms that everyone's hopping on right now and starting to blow up is, the first one is TikTok. That one's really, really blowing up. But the other one is Discord. So if you're like me, you don't have to jump onto TikTok even though you can. I'm not really a huge fan of it because from what I've been taught about how to do TikTok basically is stuff that really goes against what I've grown to understand when it comes to the gloving community. Like recording vertically is literally like the biggest eyesore to me when it comes to gloving videos in general. But I understand that is catering to the format of the platform, not a personal choice. <laughs> as much as I understand that, I'm just saying. But you also have Discord, which I don't, know why people are very resistant to discord i understand like if you're going worldwide glovers it looks like there's a lot of stuff going on there when really it's not you got text chats which are divided into categories 
So you don't have to sit there and sift through everybody else's like questionnaires and random posts just to find videos where you can actually find all the videos in one little section. That it's one of the beauties about Discord. But not only that, you have a really good, strong platform that allows you for real time interaction with people online. And now I know some people are gonna be like, well, only in-person interactions are king and they're the best ones ever. Yes, I know that. I'm very aware of that, considering that I've been in the gloving community for 12 years now, and I know how that goes. I definitely know. I've been to festivals, I've been to raves. I know that social interaction that's in person is extremely crucial that makes the magic happen with gloving. But online communication and online interaction is better than zero interaction whatsoever. Trust me, I should know. I lived in places where no one ever heard of gloving and no one cared about it and no one paid any attention to me with my gloving when I was there. Okay, just wanna point that out. So yes, not saying invest, but definitely consider looking into a new platform or a rising platform that you feel like you can get on because then you're getting that information out there and you're getting that content out there that people will be able to see it, which will solve not only that generational gap that's been happening but it will also solve the uh, waning public awareness about gloving because that is a serious thing. More people are not knowing about gloving. It's starting to freak me out. And I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of crazy. We have nearly 30,000 members on, on, on Facebook when it comes to Glover's Lounge. So it's not like we don't know. And there's also over 100,000 subscribers to Amazing Lights. So there are numbers out there. It's not this, well, it is still really small in the grand scheme of things, but it's not tiny. And the other thing I will certainly say is like the final tidbit of this entire little fireside lesson is just invest in the community, encourage engagement. You know, so when it comes to engagement, one thing I definitely want to see just kind of go away is these comments that don't facilitate anything you know now there was a good another some people might call this a shit post drama thing but i don't i i totally understand where this person was coming from you know bringing back roasting <laughs> to the community while i can see that being helpful i don't think you're using the terminology correctly i think bringing back strong constructive criticism is what this person was looking for not roasting because roasting if you understand what roasting is is literally for the sake of comedy not to build somebody better constructive criticism helps people get better roasting is you're making jokes of things in a negative way as part of the comedy you see how that works so that's where I think people were really having this miscommunication, disconnection thing happening because people were using wrong terminologies here when it, it shouldn't have been roasting, it should have been constructive criticism, okay? You know, because I've seen so many people post just be like, this light show is trash, and they don't point out what's wrong with it, nor do they give pointers to help fix the things that they see wrong with the show. So how are you helping out the community when you're not contributing anything to help further the art for the art's sake? 
because surprisingly enough a lot of the people that see these points oh I only do this for the art and I doing it for the health of the art you're not contributing anything helpful when you just say somebody's show is trash and you don't help them point out or give them suggestions of how to approach it you know not every show should be the exact same. I mean, if it was, everybody would do an impacting, you know, it would still be the same impacting show from, like, Skittles 2010 Beyond Wonderland, okay? <laughs> but it'd all be the same. When it comes to that, definitely, when you go to watch it, or when you go to provide feedback, yes, talk about the things that were bad, but also point out what they can do to help fix it. I don't think just one suggestion is enough. In my opinion, at least a minimum of two different suggestions of how they can go about it is good. Okay, just saying no, you only can do it this way and this is the only way you can do it is a falsity in the community and that needs to go away too. See how many things need to just go away and stop being used because it's more hindering to the community than fostering the growth of the community? Interesting how that works out, huh? But yeah, that's pretty much, I think that covers everything I want to say in this episode. I know this one ran a lot longer than I anticipated, you know, because it's where my thoughts and feelings are coming from and I like to rant from time to time, you know. It's not only just educational content that I like making. Anyways, so yes, thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say in this episode. If you guys have any questions for me that I did not cover in this episode, you have the wonderful comment section down below which, yes, that, that exists. You see how many people like to comment in my comment section? They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But other than that, if you like the content that I'm making and you wish to help me make better content or help me out in any way to get my content out there, not only do you have the free opportunity and free option of liking, sharing, and subscribing to my channel, and I mean seriously, these three things help me out, and they're all absolutely for free. No out of money pocket or no out of pocket costs out of you to use these services. And trust me, it does actually help. As much as some people say it doesn't help, it really does. But you also have the wonderful opportunity to donate to me at Ko-Fi for a one dollar donation. It's the smallest amount you can get. I tried doing 50 cents, it wouldn't let me do it. So yeah, $1 is the minimum amount. But yes, any donation goes a very long ways of helping me out making better content. Not only that, it helps keep the lights on around here because it is a thing. That's also probably why I'm working as much, working a lot more than I used to. So it makes it a lot harder to make these videos nowadays when I'm working more on a menial job than doing this. So. You can always help me out. I would like to do this full time, but that's neither here nor there. Other than that, once again, thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. But I am your host, Peter, aka LPD Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week. Thank you.